in in all of the times that we have done this, I have never had to do that. I just want to say we've That's always true. kept it 100. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Have you ever edited anything out? No. I, I feel like so. you swore once or something and had to edit. I it beeped out. it. I beeped it. Oh, you yeah, beeped but something. Out. Doesn't yeah. that count as so I can swear? <laughs> sure. <laughs> It'll go beep, 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 beep. I don't even remember why. The whole time it came it's out, like just a long beep. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Yeah. <laughs> Any every time Jamie talks, it's just gonna be a long beep. <laughs> every fourth word just beep uh-huh. me out. Be like, oh, I'm Jamie's having a rough day. All right. Okay, cool. All right. Finding Our Tribe, a podcast about teaching and supporting each other in our common profession with Fabian Hoffman, Jamie Halsey, and Scott Kazarian. Hey everybody, welcome back to Finding Our Tribe, episode four of season three with Jamie Halsey, Fabian Hoffman, and I am Scott Hello. Kazarian. Yeah. We are so glad to be back here. You know, four episodes in, Jamie. Yeah. I think it's going pretty well. I mm-hmm. feel no, pretty I mean, good. Yeah, not that I thought it would go horribly, like, you know. Well, I had my doubts, but, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm waiting for this thing to crash and burn. It hasn't yet. Yeah, well, not yet. So, I don't think it's going to today yet. either. We we're pretty prepped we'll see. for this. I don't episode. know. It might, it might happen today. Okay. You know what this Here's does something. to to have like another person on the podcast is it makes us more accountable and more organized. I think. Oh. Sure. Because before it was just like, okay, what are we doing? I don't know. What do you want to talk about? I don't know. And then it was kind of like, okay, let's just wing it. And you could hear that sometimes. But now we kind of have making a plan beforehand we actually like say you're gonna see this you're gonna yeah. so it, it sounds we have a segment now which we'll get yeah. to at the end like what we're playing yeah. right we now i just can't forget yeah. this segment no I, yeah. I i i have three sticky notes in front of me <laughs> that, will, that will that will guide us today so let's actually just jump <laughs> in that's professional jamie professional. we really fabian and i are very very excited to hear you tried something on flipgrid we want to hear about it i i wanted to use flipgrid last year uh, but it wasn't even downloaded on the iPads as an official oh, use. Oh, I remember that. And yeah. now, it, I believe it is now, but now students are like disengaged from their devices as much. So tell us what you did on Flipgrid and how it went. And all so this stuff. was a little bit of a different thing. This is more of an event. So it's a Flipgrid live event, which you register for. It's free. And basically, um, an author came on and spoke to us for about a half an hour. And there were all kinds of classes from all over the country, and I believe the world, even, depending on the time zone. And we spoke to an author named Sharon M. Draper, and she wrote one of our favorite books, read-aloud books, in our class called Out of My Mind. And she just came Mm -hmm. up with another book called Out of My Heart. Um, And it's basically about a a child who... um, it has a disease, and I don't know why I can't remember the name of the disease, but basically she cannot cancer? communicate. Is it cancer? No, she can't communicate. Oh she can't walk. And I don't so know. she's trapped in her body, but she's brilliant. Like 
genius level Stephen Hawking style brilliant. So Cerebral she's, palsy? Yes. Sorry. Yeah, there yeah, you go. There you go. Gosh, I should have researched this before I talked about it. I'm a medical um, student on my... There yeah, you my, go. See? started with cancer. It must be cancer. <laughs> you're totally... Yeah, well. <laughs> anyway, but it's such a good book and we read it as a class and my kids absolutely loved it. I had kids asking for that book for Christmas um, and this mm-hmm. flip grid live event came on and so she came on live i posted it up on our big television and although mm-hmm. we couldn't speak to her we could um post messages kind of like a like a twitter chat or like a like a rolling chat and we could mm-hmm. ask questions and um there was a host that would kind of go through and she talked about her writing process and she talked about where she um, got her ideas for her characters and how she researches the topics. And Mm -hmm. it was so fascinating and she was so amazing. And I just adore her. She's an amazing author. That is so cool. Mm -hmm. How did you Um, find out she was going to be on there? Yeah. I got an email from Flipgrid. Like, cause I'm on their like newsletter or whatever. And it was on there. And I saw that author that we love so much and I signed us up and I told the kids and they just about lost their minds um, that is so cool. Yeah, really, really cool. Um, that there is, I don't know if you've heard about this. There's like this mystery Skype thing. Have you ever heard about I that? I have heard about it's that. It's very similar. What? You can, so you can Skype. I don't know if they still do it. Skype used to do that where you um, either could have like a mystery guest um, call into your classroom and then students could ask questions and would it could be scientists, could be authors, could be oh. musicians, whatever. Um, but there were also people where you could like specifically look for somebody um, and see if they are available to to chat with your kids. And then it would be limited to one class and not like to a bunch of different classes. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, so I don't know if they still do that, but maybe that's worth it. I you might believe get they anybody. do. This was cool because you get who you were looking for. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. can't ask questions at all. No, it wasn't like that. Um, but we just kept the kids would bring up sticky notes with questions on them, and I would just type them in the chat. Um, oh, but you could still get her the questions. We so can get her the great. questions, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was kind of like I mean, there's I don't even know how many classes were in there, so. None of our That's questions cool. directly got answered, but she basically answered a lot of the questions. So that the kids I had. need to be on the Flipgrid mailing list because I thought I was. It's really just... cool. Yeah, it was really fun, and I believe they cool. record it when you're done, so you could mm-hmm. go back and look at old Flipgrid live events. But it's a lot of fun. Another thing you can do with Flipgrid is called Grid Pals. I did that one year. Oh yeah, that's a lot that's of fun. Good. Where you communicate with another, you kind of hook up with another class, and uh, we hooked up with a class i think from tennessee or no north carolina south carolina i can't remember uh anyway Mm -hmm. we hooked up with a class and we did a few activities and they the kids kind of talked back and forth um so that's another option how did you get hooked into that i just signed up to be a grid pal and then i think we got connected over twitter that's awesome. It's yeah, it's like a thing on on uh, Flipgrid. You have like there's like there used to be at least there used to be an option where it says Grid Pals mm-hmm. and you could sign in and then it gives you all kinds of options. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes teachers just contact you. Yeah. Um and uh yeah so so living in Hawaii you'll probably get a bunch of people that want to talk to you because it's such a like special place. Have you done it, Fabian? And it's very. Um, I've done something similar. I don't know if it was flip if it was Flipgrid. Or um, I did connect with um, what's her face name? I forgot. Um, Buck- Buckle. Do you remember her, Jamie? No. Um, she was on on Twitter. 
I forgot her first name, but uh, Mrs. Buckle. And she oh, yeah, um, also Jessica Buckle? Jessica, that's yeah. right, Jessica Buckle. Um, and she went to the Holocaust Museum um, years ago when I was teaching in Hawaii. And I was, um, we were talking about the Holocaust and she had just gone and then her kids did like websites where they uh, would note down all their experiences and put pictures on it, kind of like a blog. And then um, my students would go on their websites and then would ask them questions about the content that they posted. So it was a, it was a really cool like connection. And I think we used Flipgrid to ask those questions, actually. That's really so, awesome. I got to do yeah, more with that. Yeah, Flipgrid's... It's cool, to, oh. yeah. it's cool to, to connect with people all around the world. Flipgrid is like an, an amazing tool. And we were talking... Um, my friend Uli, who was on the show in Germany, he was asking, too, if we want to do that. But he's got like... 10th graders so it wouldn't work out with like the content that we're teaching but yeah finding people all across the world and like opening up your classroom to like other kids is amazing it's such a great experience i was using flipgrid almost every day in my classroom at the school we taught at fabian mm-hmm. but then when we went virtual and it wasn't a uh a like an approved app and yeah. then if you're on an ipad you're really stuck to the apps it makes it much more challenging yeah. So, but I think it eventually did. They, you know, the DOE caught up to the times and actually added it. So I got yeah. I, I'm, that. Just that's awesome, Jamie. I it's think it fantastic. Me I and yeah. since your time zone um, is way different than, like, say, the East Coast, it doesn't really matter. You can connect, and kids can make videos back and forth asynchronously. So yeah. you aren't restricted at all to the time zone. Yeah, like Marco yeah. Polo. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, do you want to talk about your stuff, Fabian? You're going to talk about some sure, stuff grading and things. I'll I'll do that. Um, so uh, my classroom is gradeless, so my students grade themselves. I don't do any of the grading. I just like jump in if uh, everything goes wrong. But um, in in general, <laughs> so how um, often works... do you jump in then? Like all the time? No, it's, it's <laughs> a, it happens like maybe once or twice where I have to disagree with the grade that students give ah, themselves. Yes. They're they're usually very good. They're very critical of themselves. So it, it in in general it works really well. Um, one thing that I didn't notice was um, now that the semester is ending, I looked over all my grades and there are still um, 26 students who have not finished everything that we had as summatives. And what I noticed was it wasn't because they didn't do the work. It was more that they didn't do the last step. So um, usually the way it works is um, that um, they work on their project and then I give them constant feedback. I check in with them. They check in with me. They ask me questions. I give them feedback, etc. And so it's this constant like feedback loop, which um, not only helps me like figure out like what they're actually doing, but also helps them to like, yeah, to to bounce ideas off of me or get the help that they need, and actually helps keeps them accountable. And no, nobody, literally, not one of them didn't do anything. So it was more about like. Um, I know that they worked. I know that they finished their project. Some of them presented, for example, in one summative. So I, I know that they're done. But the last thing they have to do is they have to uh, reflect on their performance. Mm. And that is something that is really, really hard for some, I feel. And it's... Well, self-reflection good, is just hard. It's just mm-hmm. hard to look at yourself yeah. that way. Yeah. And I and I try to make it as easy as possible for them by like giving them a Google form and them asking, uh, like telling them, okay, so grade yourself against this criterion. Um, 
and then they or the standard and then it's like written in student language but then i also guide them with like questions did you do this did you do this did you do this did you do that and then they just have to answer those questions essentially and that's their reflection but for some that is just still that it's like it i tell them it's like it's kind of like you you run a marathon and it's the 26.2 miles of course yes and and you 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 run 26.1 miles and you see the finish line and you see everybody cheering and then instead of crossing the finish line you just turn around and walk home that's essentially what you're doing because you're done with everything all you have to do is just like cross that finish line so that you get your medal but you're not getting it because you 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 just decide to go home and um it's it's very very interesting and this is i the don't pep talk know you've given them yes Got it. i also used a uh mount everest example mm-hmm. um but we don't have to go into that but yeah, it's very very interesting because i didn't have that problem um when we were in person when i started the whole grade listing um i did conference more i think which was just a, a horrible experience because i was not very well organized for that and so it just took forever. It was just like afternoons, just like until four o'clock, students were in my classroom. And yeah, I remember it was, the lines would start yeah. to form towards it was, the end of the it, semester. Yeah, it was not. It was just not well organized. So I kind of like tried to like redo it a little bit. And now I, I what I'm thinking, what I'm gonna do next semester is that I'm going to catch them earlier and like pick out certain students where that i got to know where i'm like okay they're just not i know they're done but i have a feeling that they're not going to finish it and if they haven't turned it in by a certain point then they have to like do a conference with me and we have to talk about all that and then they have to turn it in so it's this it's just right now i'm just hunting down students and all they have to do is just turn in there like click on submit on that form that's essentially it so there's no big like, oh, you didn't do your project and now you have to redo the whole thing kind of a thing is because it, they're done. Is it possible, and I don't know if this project can work that way, is it possible to have them do kind of a mini reflection along the way? So that way by the time, like maybe not for everyone, but maybe for those ones that you think might have an issue where like they finish mm-hmm. with this section and they check off all the block boxes and write a little reflection or is it really because it's like a finished polished piece that's kind of one thing they have to wait till the very end i was asking i was thinking the same question mm. jamie thank you for um putting brilliant minds yeah. well the thing is like the the <laughs> one project i used like a um, no red lights rubric mm-hmm. where they where they have to like come to me and i have to check it off and stuff and it's like the okay great it's what is it okay good and great mm-hmm. like one two and three stars and uh, that kind of takes care of that but maybe, yeah, maybe it is really, like, maybe it's just something that I have to incorporate more that I just conference more. Mm. Like I, I'm, I'm kind of like trying to find like the, the right balance to it because I, it was really, really hard when I started this. And now that we're back in the classroom, it, I kind of tried to shift it and put it more on them. And now so it's, I kind of have to find like the balance between too much work on them and too much work on mm. me and so that that's like the balance that i need to find and maybe yeah maybe that is something to try to do like a, a short check-in reflection or something like yeah. that almost like a that graphic organizer like in the middle to be able to be like hey these are the students that might struggle a little bit more and might need a little bit more of a 
direction pointing. That's yeah. what I would do in my class. That makes a lot of and sense. It's not, and it's not like students necessarily with IEPs, right? No. It's not. Uh-uh. It's yeah. like, I mean, yeah. the, those, because because they I have an aid in the classroom, those are fine. Yeah. Like the, the aid takes care right. of that, makes sure that the kids with IEPs, there's like maybe one or two that still didn't turn it in. But in general, it's like, yeah, maybe it's it needs to be like they already have a graphic organizer, but maybe... It could be something random where I could be like, hey, you know what? You might be chosen randomly. And it could be. And then maybe it's not <laughs> like, so random. You're, and you're you a winner the, for today. Get those little friends that you know. Yeah. Oh, they're I'm random. I'm going to put person. one name on the flippity and see what name shows up. And if it's Yeah, joins, I know. It's, it's then... a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm doing right now. I'm just trying to to get everybody to, to turn in their, their final stuff so that they get their grades because they, they worked hard on it. Mm-hmm. And I told them it's not, you're not going to get dinged for turning stuff in. Because I'm just happy that you turn stuff in and you deserve the grade you 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 deserve. Yeah. Like you put hard, you did it. You worked hard. You turned it in. You you did the work. But now it's just literally the only thing. So I don't want them to be like, hey, okay, I turned it in like three months too late. So I I don't think I deserve like a, a eight out of eight. I deserve only like a five out of eight. <laughs> well, you know, I don't want to do that at all. Like so, you're going through all the emotions I went through back in December. Yeah. Jamie, you're, you said you're in trimester. So when mm-hmm. does your second trimester start and end? Like, when did I it start? I can't even remember. We are yeah, in the middle of the second trimester. Of the second trimester. We so just you're, sent out yeah, progress reports. I mean, so you probably were like the end of November going through this kind of yes. finish up your mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Well, it should be every 60 days, right? Because we have 180 teaching days. Yeah, there days. you go. About every 60 days. Yeah, but then you have like days. vacations and all that stuff. It gets kind of... Yeah wonky but yeah but every 60 school days right i guess yeah right yeah, there it is so there uh, you go. okay so here's what i was going to bring up um so uh, i don't know how you guys are doing with vaccinations and virtual versus non-virtual and stuff but the biggest yeah. issue we're having is half of our classes aren't in class mm-hmm. oh so we have like we had 150 students missing last yeah. week on on monday like in our middle school i, I love was the like, paper last week said <sighs> Here and here's the kicker: eight hundred teachers. Oh were yeah, I saw out, that. Um, the first week of on one of the days of the first week of school. Wow. So the only reason we'd go virtual is if there just weren't enough teachers. But at this mm-hmm. point, even that's not an issue. We're putting them in the cafeteria and kind of, you know, herd managing. I think oh, some wow. of them in the meantime, mm-hmm. which is not ideal, mm-hmm. and it hasn't isn't happening at my school, but I think it is happening at a couple schools, and so they're making a big deal out of it. But the key is so many students are missing for so many days in a row that we've been asked to make sure we have a virtual option or a distance learning option, maybe is a better way to say it, and an in-person. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, didn't we already do this? <laughs> and so then, and then when you back. say both, are you yeah. talking where you're, you're teaching like over no, I don't Zoom have to teach. and no, in uh-uh. person. Okay. I don't so have to do that. They that. haven't asked for that yet, but I thought they might. No, what they want us to do is, in essence, come up with self-directed lessons that yeah. they can kind of do on their own, which is always a challenge, not just because I'm in special education, but because students aren't motivated when they're on a yeah. device at home, if they even get on their devices. Uh, but I am trying to... Last year, I tried... So I used Seesaw. It was like a... A learning or a, a learning platform, and it was very interactive because I was trying to increase engagement. Mm-hmm. Now I just feel like, how do I give them what I'm doing in class 
but virtually. So I've just been making all my PDFs that I've put together into JPEGs and throwing yeah. them on Google Slides and then just saying, hey, make a text box for the area that needs to be filled in and then type it in. And, you know, the engagement goes significantly down, but at least yeah. it's access to the material for those students who aren't coming because it is about half of every class that isn't coming. How Are your classes full? What are your no, classes like right now? I have like a I, last on Friday. I had about a third of my class out. Okay. Yeah. And so. What about you, um, Fabian? Yeah. Um, I had one class where I had ten students missing. Another class like five is, and my third class also around five. And what are you six, guys seven. doing with that? Are we just hoping they catch up when they get back? No. Well, for us, it's kind of like it's just starting, right? We just started last week, so we're kind of trying to figure out what the best course of action oh, is, yeah. and um. We do have contracts for students that are out, but if you have 150 students out, then getting all those contracts done is just... What do you mean like, a contract? Well, a contract just means they um, parents need to sign, teachers need to sign that um, when they are not in the classroom on campus, that they are bound to check in on oh, a Canvas I and like also, also join um, our Zoom class that we, we live stream, essentially. Yeah. And... It used to be only one Zoom class uh, per day that was live streaming, but now we're asked to just keep the swivel going. Oh, so your swivel have... still goes every day. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have oh. that on like every day. Oh, I didn't know. That. Um, Jamie, there's... what are you guys doing for yours? Like, um, are, you guys, are you just letting them catch up when they get up back? No, I, I really can't do that. Um, yeah, we, I have to be prepared. So basically my Sundays now are just getting the week prepared for students. So I essentially have a topic in – Google Classroom, and the, there's like the assignment for that week. But under there, I'll say what to do, what we did Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, mm -hmm. etc. And I try in the directions of that, like point where that stuff is. Like I usually the way I have my my classroom set up is I have a section called current assignments. So that's whatever we're working on now. And then I have mm -hmm. the absent work below that. So they, I will yeah. put like, okay, do um, this activity on slides and I'll say go to current. And so they just go up to current. But then yeah. I have to, you know, assign all of their reading materials or social studies materials and things like that. So there's just a lot of work in, that goes into that. Yeah, I will say, I know I keep preaching the the protocols but i'm telling you that is a really I'm, I'm telling you it's like a game changer um the way it's set up it really can move easily between a digital class and a and an in-person class pretty seamlessly mm, okay. i mean i actually had a kid they were working on these um european explorer trading cards just like these little um, you know, quick little um, bios about these different explorers. And two mm -hmm. of my kiddos that were absent were on there with us. They just happened to be there. And the kids were like, oh, my gosh, they're on there. And they were just working yeah. with the the other kids on the slide. So Yeah, that's cool. I tried do you guys to make do as contracts much as or anything? The contracts like are available, but I haven't really had any parents, like, take me up on it. Um, oh. I, I'm not sure why. Maybe... I don't know if they just don't want to be accountable for that or whatever, but yeah. I like having the work available um, for the students. But I think legally in California, you have to have a contract available and oh, then yeah. the parents have to decide if they're going to fill out the contract. It almost 
turns out to be like a an independent study type thing. Oh, mm-hmm. it's like yeah. optional though. It sounds like it's optional for the parents at our school. Yeah. <laughs> well, for, I'd be like, but man, it's really not optional. Good. I mean, they they're missing <laughs> no, stuff, for, right? They're yeah. going to be for behind. for us. Yeah, for us, they if you choose to keep your child home for like let's say not the situation right now, but for the whole school year, then you we have to offer this. We have to have a, a an online study option that is now like legally binding in California. Oh, oh I did not know. Um, this is and this is why there were a lot of charter schools and private schools that were struggling to get this all like set up by the, by the new school year because it literally was like okay, so we have to do this for the new school year. If you don't have it, well, you can't you can't have your school open. Yeah. Too bad. So, um, luckily, we had already switched to Canvas and we had everything set up. We got those swivels, so we were ready and prepared to go. But there are a bunch of schools that could not start at the beginning. Okay, of the clarifying year. question: I yeah. live in your district, so I go to Einstein. I go to your your yeah. school. Yeah. But I decide to go. I don't know somewhere for a year. You yeah. are legally required to give me or my kids mm-hmm. online education yes for that year so that when i come back i can come back to the school pretty much i don't wow, know if it's only for crazy. the time of the pandemic yeah but currently we have a wow. thing for 7th grade we have about 10 students who are legally staying or like on contract staying at home yeah um, if you're out and you're sick then there's no expectation that you come to the zoom class or right. whatever um, if you want to join, some some students just drop in because they they miss their their friends because they have to stay home for like five days because they have to quarantine. Yeah, and so that I had a student who was like, "Good to see everyone." <laughs> she was like really sad that she couldn't come to school because yeah. she had to stay home. Well, that's but where a lot of general, their community is, right? Like they're yeah, forced exactly. into community at school, and sometimes that's a real positive thing for a lot of yeah. these students mm-hmm. who don't aren't sure. forced when they're at home. All right, yeah. well, the only other thing I was going to mention as we transition ourselves to our segment yes. was that I had an interesting conversation or I overheard a conversation this week about uh, COVID and being in bubbles or pods and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And mm-hmm. the argument was, well, I understand you are concerned that like pods are going to be mixing, but when they go after school or at lunch, they're mixing anyways. And yeah. when they're after school, like at like the aftercare, they're mixing anyways. Yeah. And I thought to myself, yeah, but that doesn't mean we don't like try. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So I was like, oh, well, that's an interesting point of view. I wonder how many teachers feel like that. Like, yeah, no matter how much we try to keep them in pods, I mean, they're just going to be kids. So do we just give up trying and or do we keep keep at no, it? No, I think I think it's we still have to try. But it's like so. it's like fighting windmills as they say because like we like just watching and i'm sure jamie you're seeing this too like the kids are so handsy like they just are constantly touching each other in and like more than than ever like i've never noticed it as much as i'm noticing it now that students are just like constantly holding hands or just just somehow like in in class, like touching each other's areas. Whenever I see kids holding hands, I usually just point and say "ooh," and then they stop. Yeah, no, no I don't do shame kids. No, like no I do that. I shame in a different way, but it's it's very interesting. <laughs> so, um, no wonder that this stuff is still spreading. But I do notice that because a lot of students 
um, are vaccinated. Um, The amount of students that are missing is just now because of Omicron. Yes, that's just more contagious. But before that, our case cases were not there were not as many cases in in middle school because they can be vaccinated versus the yeah the i thought we were turning a corner before omicron remember that yeah, yeah jamie so i don't know where you where do you land on the whole pod keeping people apart or keep trying even though they're not really trying yeah i mean there it's a little hard i mean i'm with the same group of kids all day so they don't really mix That's true. You got a pod um already. so i, I kind of have a yeah. pod and they do separate them in the cafeteria, even though they're all like sharing the same air. Um, but they do just sit at the table with just our class and then they mix out on the playground. Um, so, you know, it's pretty minimal, I think. I mean, as best as you can make it. Um, I thought let's keep fighting though, because you know, if we can help, you know, I think it really depends on admin and schedules and personnel. I, I think those are all decisions like that are above my pay grade. Above <laughs> our pay grade, yeah, they you know, are. Uh, all right. So, well, but I definitely have some opinions fun. for sure. <laughs> we, we all let's transition we all to do. some fun stuff. Let's let's get out right. of the COVID for a moment. All right, all right, our segment: two weeks in a row. What are you wow. playing these days, Fabian? What are you playing today? <laughs> all right, we need a jingle now. That's really that was like hard to... rock over. <laughs> what are you playing? <laughs> <laughs> So currently, uh, one game that uh, we love to play in our household is called Taco versus Burrito, um, which is a really really fun card game. Note: Fabian is showing a visual, but nobody can see it. I am holding it it up, and nobody can see it. I'm just holding it up so that Scott can see it and Jamie can see it. But um, it's a really really fun uh, little game. Uh, Lots of strategy involved, but it's easy enough for my son who is six to understand it's ve- it reminds me a lot of exploding kittens just yes. in the way of the strategy, mm-hmm. strategy works but in general the the way it works is you get um you get to choose are you a taco or are you a burrito um that's more for show it doesn't really and then matter. you get like a card like a hard cardboard shell of a burrito or a taco right? yeah exactly yeah. and so you have to put your cards in there but so what you do is you get a bunch of cards and some of them car some of those cards are ingredient cards um, and there are really gross ingredients, which makes it really funny for, for kids. So it could be something like an adorable marshmallow, which is not as gross, but a fish head or a fresh brain or a salty lollipop. So it's like it's like all kinds of like weird cards that go into your taco and they have different um, values on them. And then uh, you can give uh, the opponents, you can give them um, like a tummy ache, which takes points off of their collected points that they have in their taco. So the goal is to have as many points, as many different ingredients in your taco. And there's lots of strategy involved. Like I, you can uh, play a card that makes you switch seats with someone. So if somebody's like a bunch of cards in there and they have like 30 points and then you make them switch seats, then they essentially have nothing. And so there's, there's some cool stuff happening. My son got really mad at me because I'm really strategic about the cards that I play and he is not. You're so competitive. So, You're like yeah. six year old. I'm taking you down. Yeah, I'm taking you down, man. Gotta learn. But I'm teaching him, but I'm teaching him at the same time. Like you, you hold on to that, that one card that you uh, played like right in the beginning. Like if you want, to, to make this count, like hold on to certain cards. So I'm teaching him the strategy along the way. So I'm not just a total You're ass. You're like, look, if I let you win, who would that benefit? Yeah. Who would that yeah, exactly. help? Yeah. 
so yeah it's a really fun game it's like i don't know 15 bucks or whatever on amazon and you can um, play with i think as little as two players yeah yeah, two to four players. Yeah. It takes three minutes to learn, 50 minutes to play. Yeah. And yeah, it's very similar to Exploding Kittens, which is just amazing. Anyways. Yeah, the taco and the burrito are just like these, like I said, really thick laminated cardboard that just make it yeah. a little bit more fun. You're like, oh, I'm building a taco. Yeah, and it oh, looks I'm like you're actually putting something together. Yeah. yeah. Very That's fun. Really awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Somewhere in between. Well, all right. That's it. I think that's it. Everybody, we good? Yeah. We're good. All right. Well, that's yeah. it, everybody. Thanks, Tribe, for joining us. Episode four is. Um, in the books. In the books, uh, please. Or the can, as in, they say. In the, I was, I, in I was. A, it, it's in something. In the burrito. Uh, so in the burrito. please reach it's in out the taco to us. And the burrito. We'd, love, <laughs> we'd love to hear from you. Uh, go to findingourtribe.net. Uh, check out the show notes in this episode. Uh, check us out on Twitter. We just love to yep. be able to uh, not only grow in community with you guys, uh, but share us out as well, so that this community can continue to grow as we. Um, Move forward into 2022. Here we go. All right, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Cool. Bye. Ciao.